You're listening to Perfect Health on Elastic FM with me, Elaine Godley, and I'm delighted to welcome to the show today, Natasha Harris. And uh, Natasha is an intuitive coach and healer, and she primarily works with conscious business owners. So welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank you very much for the invitation. Delighted to be here. So first question asks itself, really, what is an intuitive coach and healer? Yes, that's a good question, isn't it? It's quite, I'll keep it brief. But yeah, so an intuitive coach is really, I work very much with the, with intuition and really being guided by what's coming up in the moment with people. Um, working with business as well, usually we, um, you know, being working with conscious business owners, we kind of feel sometimes that, you know, we need to be working in a set way to, to further the business, but actually the business is really an extension of us. And that's how we get to be doing what we love to be doing, getting to do um, what we love to do every day. So working intuitively allows us to express ourselves very differently in our business. And that obviously leads us to being much happier, much more um, aligned to what we want to do in our business and uh, thriving more, I, I, I believe. It's amazing, isn't it, how often when the surveys are done, so many people are unhappy in their roles at work and um, something like 70, 75% of people when they're surveyed say they dislike their job. Yeah. How, how do you respond to that? Yeah, that's a, that's a terrifying statistic. Um, as somebody who loves to get up in the morning and loves the work that I do and the connections that I make on a daily basis, um, you know, 70% is really, really high. And I really want to be part of that change to move that, that, you know, people can really discover their, their, what I call our soul power in terms of being able to um, really stand up and shine in whatever we do and whatever we choose to do. So it doesn't have to be this drudgery, this, oh my goodness, I've got to get up and work for someone else and I hate what I do every day. It's like how we can really start to find our way within whatever we're doing, even if we work for someone else um, or we're working as part of a bigger organization or we work for ourselves as entrepreneurs or solo entrepreneurs. I've got this theory. Well, in fact, it's not a theory. It's 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 fact. I I I say that I've never done a day's work in my life because I've always enjoyed what I do. And if I, if I ever have got to this stage where I don't enjoy, then I've done something else. And so many people feel trapped, don't they? They think they're trapped. Oh, I've got this job, and what am I going to do if I do? You know, I I only know how to do this thing. Um, yeah. how how do you how do you coach people to? Kind of wake up and smell the roses that their reality isn't necessarily their their final outcome you know for the rest yeah. of their days yeah so that's you know also true people think that they only know one thing and that's how they know how to do but when we and I, i've already mentioned to you previously but you know i work with the akashic records so that really gives us an insight into who we are so we can really start to see what our gifts are not just what we're good at and what we've been kind of the pathway that we've taken that's um you know because of societal roles or because our parents have encouraged us to, to, to do certain things or the things that we think we we should do because we've kind of thought oh well i'm quite good at this so i'll just follow that path and we haven't connected with ourselves our intuition our inner wisdom to really know what 
what we want to do that's going to help us to thrive, not just survive. So um, it really is about connecting with what we love to do so that we don't feel like it's work. You know, I, I can't ever imagine myself stopping working you know in inverted commas because I'm just showing up every day as who I am and I do what I do every day because that is who I am I think that's um that's an interesting point but also sometimes can get out of kilter because um it happened to me some years ago I was kidding myself that um I'm having fun all the time I enjoy what I do so much and I was a business mentor and um, interim uh, consultant doing some quite big turnaround projects and uh, sometimes I was working till two three o'clock in the morning because I love what I do um, and then you know I needed to do a bit bit more and a bit more and a bit more to you know to, to move the project forward and then I was getting up at six o'clock and doing the same over again and right. although intellectually uh, in my head I thought I was fine um, there comes a point where your body goes, uh-uh, not doing this anymore. You know, I've, I've been giving you signals. Uh, you're not listening. I'm going to pull you down with something that's going to make you rest. Absolutely. So missing the missing the intuitive um, messages that come along, you know, our, our maybe aches and pains or um, things that are put in our way. The intuition part fascinates me. So, so how, how would you describe intuition to somebody who's never heard the word before? Yeah. So our intuition is really listening to our inner inner guidance. Sometimes we think we know something and we don't know why we know it. We just we just have this wave of information that comes to us and we just know that it feels right for us. Um, you know, sometimes what we do is we, we confuse intuition that something that's coming from the head. So we'll think something and we'll go, oh, I'm, I'm thinking this, therefore I must do it. Intuition for me is something that we feel experientially, not just with the mind. We feel it with our whole being, our whole sense of self, if that makes sense. It's like almost part of every fiber of, of who we are. And so those little signals that we receive when we need to slow down are our body's intelligence and our head is the thing that goes, oh, that's all right. I can, I can ignore that for a bit longer because I'm really excited about what I'm doing. So I'll ignore that. And we, we ignore that inner body intelligence that's giving us those signals. And our intuition for me tends to be very, it's quiet. It's subtle. It's not shouty or loud or you must do this or you must do this or you should do this. It's very much this gentle little nudge. And that's why it's quite easy for us to ignore and, um, and it, yeah, for us not to, to listen to. I've interviewed so many natural health um, coaches, consultants, therapists, um, call them what you will. And again and again, this um, connection, the body connection, mind-body connection comes up all the time, obviously, but also now there's a lot of talk about this um, embraining, multiple braining, where we have our gut, our heart and our head and all three need to be um, synchronistic. And if, if we have a, an intuitive feeling in our gut and our heart um, to, to follow it rather than trying to talk yourself out through your, your, your logic, and, yes. and sometimes intuition, um, it, it feels right, doesn't it? And how many times do, do we look back and go, oh, damn, I should have, should have done such and such. I, I felt 
you know whatever was right and I talked to myself out of it damn I wish I wish I've done that so so how can people how can people be aware of of um uh, the intuitive feelings that that we get and, and we ignore you know quite often how, how, are there any tips that you can suggest yeah, so I firstly I think really it is practice it is doing, I, I'm a massive fan of, you know, doing small things in small, easy ways creates a massive change. Um, if we're heading in a particular direction where we're only using our, our brain, our logic and, and everything else from that perspective, and we make a tiny one degree change at this point here to start listening, to tuning in, um, a couple of times a day, we're already sending ourselves on a very different trajectory. And over a period of time, we will tap into that more and more and more. And then we will end up in a very different direction and a very different space. So firstly, I think it's very, very small um, ways of practicing that. Connecting to the breath a couple of times a day, just taking three nice deeper inhalations you know, allowing the body to feel the breath coming into the body and releasing it. Amazing for releasing stress and anxiety, um, you know, letting go of the nervous system, allowing that to rest, um, just brings us back into more of a body experience. So just this simple thing like the breath that we take very, very much for granted. Um, we've forgotten how to connect with that. And our breath gives us a lot of clues um, into how we're feeling, how we're responding to things, whether we're holding our breath in moments of stress and anxiety. So just simply connecting a little bit more to the breath can have a really big um, impact and change. And that's generally where I start with my clients. I can see their breathing straight away when I'm working with them as to where they're holding on to tension, where they're not listening to themselves, where they've got um, kind of energetic blockages. I work very much around the energies of things. Um, and connect them back to the energy of the body. The body is a very intelligent system that is purely energetic. So working with that. Are there any particular breathing techniques that you recommend? Or I know mean, there's so many different versions. You hear about yoga breath, potato breathing, um, all, all kinds of different um, styles of breathing. Is there any one particular style that you recommend or technique? So yeah so again i think it's very difficult to kind of describe it with words but again it's very it's it's very simple it's when we are in a moment where we are stressed or anxious or when that email pings up and we think we've got our breath is held and we fire back a response and then we think later well maybe i shouldn't have responded like that we create choice when we slow down we create moments of choice in order to make a different decision going forward so in those moments, it's really about firstly becoming aware that you are going to react and respond immediately and allowing yourself to take three deeper breaths in. And when you breathe in, allowing the belly to, to expand and rise and then a deeper exhalation, allowing the body to start relaxing, softening, letting go of that tension. And just three deeper rounds of breath in that way can be really releasing. And then three normal breaths. So just allowing the breath to come to its own natural rhythm and just seeing what the breath does. And just those um, three breath, deeper breaths and three calmer breaths will just bring us to a different space of being. And in that moment, you've just created a pause that's taken 10 seconds, maybe 15 at the outset. And then we can ask ourselves, 
what do I choose to do now? And for me, that is the, such a powerful question because in each moment, we have a choice. We can either respond, react you know, very quickly without really thinking about it, or we can take a break. So having this choice brings us back more into control of who we are and what we choose to do in every choice and decision and, and experience. So is that breathing in through our nose and out through our mouth or nose breathing or does, does it matter? It doesn't really matter. I, I tend to say to my clients to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth because it's just more releasing that way. Um, but the idea is not to create more tension as we take a deep breath in. So often what we do is we take a deep breath in and our shoulders rise and we hold the tension in our bodies. What we want to do is take a deep breath in and allow the body to expand, a bit like blowing into a balloon. So if you imagine that the balloon is, as we blow into the balloon, the balloon expands from all directions. That's what we want to create. Often we breathe in and we suck our belly in and that creates more intent and we raise our shoulders and that creates more tension. What we want to do is create a breath that it feels like we are, you know, inhaling a bit like a balloon and our body expands, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, intuitive coach and healer working with conscious business owners. What do you mean by conscious business owners, Natasha? Yeah. So conscious business owners who are really here to create a bigger impact in the world through positive change. So people who are creating a, a, a ripple of change that's very much you know, needed in the world. I come from an environmental background. Um, I've worked in conservation for many years. Um, and so working with people who are in that field, helping others, supporting others, supporting our um, environment um, to thrive um, more and how we can create more connection and, and more um, with, that, with nature and um, with society as groups and communities of people. So that's what I mean by conscious, bringing people together, bringing more connection to our environment um, for the better of everybody that live on this planet. So why business owners? Um, I love to work with people who have a bigger vision of how they want to create the change um, and how they want to get it out into the world. So to have a bigger impact, we have to have more visibility. We have to really know what we are standing for um, in our business and what, what change we want to create. And so through the Akashic work, uh, the Akashic records, working intuitively, coaching people and with healing, we can get out of our own way and really stand in our power to make that rip those ripple of change even bigger by having a much bigger impact through the work we do so i love working individually and in small groups with people and of course with business owners they have generally they have teams of varying sizes and um, starting at the top isn't it if um, the culture of most organizations um, starts from the top and um, they can then influence if you influence them they can then influence their their teams and um, yeah. hopefully spread spread the word further yeah absolutely i think you know when we create change for ourselves the change happens outwardly and as i you know mentioned at the beginning you know our business is an extension of who we are so if we are standing in our power we know who we are and what we're here to create that ripple around then we can impact everyone in our in our business everyone that we touch all our clients in a very very positive way and then that just that ripple just keeps a bit like a pe pebble in a pond just keeps rippling out 
Fantastic. So, Natasha, let's um, have uh, your first record. Um, you've chosen Club Tropicana by Wham, which goes back to 1983. Crazy. Yes, I, I just have such fond memories of that era of, of Wham and, you know, going to see them in concert at Wembley and just really being, you know, in love with that whole kind of music and Club Tropicana was just such a fun video, so lively and so, um, you know, out going out and having fun and really connecting to, you know, ourselves. So it really, I just have very fond memories of remembering that video and the song and dancing to it in my, in my younger years. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So uh, let's, let's uh, listen now to, to that song. So um, here's Wham. You're listening to Elaine Godley and I'm in the studio today with uh, Natasha Harris, who is an intuitive coach and healer. So um, Natasha, we were talking about um, the fact that you like to work with conscious business owners. Um, is this something that you've always wanted to do? How, how did you start off, um, take us through your schooling and, and career up until you started becoming um, this wonderful intuitive, I love, the, I love the phrase intuitive coach and healer, that sounds um, really quite, um, quite a solid thing. Sometimes um, on the interviews I've done, it's, it's all a bit woo-woo and a bit you know, sort of a bit soft and fluffy, but that's a that's a proper title, intuitive coach and healer. So take take Aww. us through your, your childhood. What sort of childhood you had, and yeah. how you kind of developed and and, and um, uh, transcended into what you're doing now. Yeah, well, my path has been anything but linear <laughs> to get to here. I've taken lots of routes and different directions, and um, yeah, I did. When I was younger, I mean, I've always had a connection with with nature and being out and about, so that was always very important to me. But actually, through schooling, I I was um, very intrigued by computing. Was quite new in those days, uh, without giving too much of my age away. Um, we, you know, and so I wanted to learn more about computers and. So I studied computing at, at college, programming, I went to university and I did a um, computer programming degree. Um, and yeah, and so that was really interesting because it's interesting you say that my title is quite solid. I think for me it was that training around that to be quite logical, quite um, practical around things that has allowed me to implement that into my healing work and my intuitive work very much so. Um, and so then I left university and got, um, got um, a job working for a, a big market research company in their IT department. Um, and as a support role, which I really loved because that was much more around working with people um, in a big organization. And, um, but I was very much working around project management, logistics, all of these kind of things, which I discovered I was very good at. Um, and that's what goes back to our earlier conversation, you know, coming, you know, finding a direction that, you know, you think, oh, this is my path because I'm good at this. And it really came to, I think it was really in my early, my, my very early 30s, just as I was kind of leaving my 20s and my early 30s, that I realized that actually I didn't think the corporate world was for me. And it was a very strong moment for me where I think I sat down with, a, with, with family and friends and said, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm not really... I'm doing this job, but I don't feel like I'm me. I feel like I'm moving away from who I am. And I just, there was a moment where I thought, well, 
am I going to want to be doing this for the next 35, 40 years of my life? And there was a very strong resounding no that came from within me. And I think that was my first moments of intuitive um, knowing that I had to change my path. I had to do something different, but I didn't know anything else other than computing and um, and um, project management. Um, but I knew I had a love for travel and I traveled a bit and I then came back and I thought, well, how do I get more into conservation? And that was my love and my passion. So I transitioned my, um, my project management skills into conservation and setting up projects. And I was incredibly fortunate that I got sent to some beautiful, amazing places around the world, working in very, very rural um, areas, uh, remote areas with, um, you know, remote communities, um, setting up conservation projects there and working on the educational level. And it was just a fantastic sort of few years of my life where my whole world opened up in terms of understanding the potential and the possibilities. So, yeah, so that was, that was sort of phase one of my, of working towards where I am now. Um, so, so what happened next then? You, you, did you get, it sounds, it sounds a really interesting time you had. So, so were you working for an organization that sent you to these places? Were you volunteering? How, how did it come about? Yeah, so a little bit of both. I started off as a volunteer working for some, conserva some uh, conservation organisations um, that were working abroad and sending volunteers out. So I started off doing some voluntary work and then they um, offered me um, a paid position to, to work and go abroad. Um, and then coming back to the UK after traveling for a number of years and working in different places and, you know, mainly in Central and South America. That's my I've always felt that that's my spiritual home that I have been been there many times in the past. Um, and the love for Spanish language. I got to learn that. Um, and yeah, just really kind of enjoying that that freedom of movement and travel was just such a. A, a transition away from working in a corporate environment where it was, I was working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. Um, the more I said yes to, the more I was given um, and didn't know how to even start to say no. Um, so this opened up a whole new doorway um, for me to really transition my love of nature, conservation, the environment, all of that side of things um, into, into that. That also links into what I was saying earlier on about these surveys that are done every now and then where 70 to 75 percent of people don't like their jobs. And I think it's a question of finding a way to generate an income from your passion. And if you're passionate about something, it's not work at all, is it? But then obviously keeping the balance between how many hours you're putting into it so you don't burn yourself out as I did. So yeah. you yes. were, and as I did, too. Mm. And yeah. I, I also resonated what you were saying about in the corporate world, you, you don't become, you kind of lose your sense of identity, don't you? The bigger the organisation as well, I think, the, the, the more um, like them you become, you kind of tend to lose a, um, a sense of self, don't you? You kind of just go along, it's almost like herd mentality. Yeah, yeah very much so. And if I'm very honest, I, I really did recognise that the person I was becoming was actually somebody I didn't like. And that was a that was hard to admit that, um, you know, have, having always been such a um, 
a gentle kind of child who was always loved around being around people how I created this very hard edge in getting stuff done it was all about you know how we got things done how we did things well how I improved things and I really recognized that the person I was becoming was so far removed from who I was um and I didn't I I didn't like her so it was a it was a real wake-up call and we knew these wake up calls in life, don't we? To um, kind of st step back and um, smell the roses, as it were, and see what's actually. It's almost like you have to come out of yourself to kind of be a be a um, a, a participant. What do you call it? Some somebody who's watching a, a movie. So you kind yes. of come out of yourself and watch your own movie going on, and you think, oh, what you know, what the hell am I doing here? Why have I done that? You know. And then often you realise that you're doing stuff because it's expected, and you're just going along with what's expected. Yeah, absolutely. And it was very much expected. Um, you know, I was, I'm, I'm fortunate. My parents were always very supportive when I said, I'm leaving my good job, well-paid job, but I'm going to go and travel the world for, you know, voluntarily. <laughs> my parents were a bit like, what? Um, but then very quickly they were like, you've got to go do it. And, you know, we, you know, it's what an opportunity you can't turn that down. So I was, I was very, very lucky in that sense that I had a lot of support. A few people were like, what are you doing you're mad and I was like oh I, I don't feel like I'm mad I'm feeling like I just need to do what I need to do so so you were traveling the world you were doing these um, wonderful projects making a difference and and um, finding finding yourself again so so when did you um, change that style of uh, well that chapter shall we say of, of your life yeah. what happened so I came I came back actually to the UK back to London and got um, a job working for a charity, but again, very much using my skills of project management and in that working environment. And slowly but surely, I realized that even though I was good at the project management, that wasn't what I loved to do. And so it, from there, that really led me onto a journey of you know, being coached myself and meeting a wonderful, amazing coach, um, who really helped me to kind of see a bigger picture around things and really kind of uh, understand more of who I was and what I wanted to be doing. And I was already working with um, um, Reiki and energy healing, which was an interesting one coming from somebody who was purely, you know, logics, project management focused, um, etc. And again, it was one of those moments of really listening to my intuition that I gone to a yoga center and I picked up a leaflet and I was like oh what's this Reiki thing that looks interesting oh I'll I'll go and have a look at that and it was a weekend course and I didn't really know anything about it at all to be if I'm honest and so I was like kind of in this environment where we were all doing hands-on healing and I was like oh wow this is really interesting and again there was this no body knowing I had to leave my head out of it because the logic logical brain for me was like what are you doing putting your hands on somebody and, it, and it's making a difference but when I was experiencing it my body felt it and there was again this massive inner knowing and understanding that there is a bigger intelligence that's at play and so at the end of that weekend she said oh we're doing my teacher said we're doing the next level um, in a couple of months if anybody's interested and my hand literally just went up on it on its own and I remember the teacher going oh it looks like you're coming to that then I said it looks like I am and just really trusting and really 
being okay that even though I didn't fully understand something, I was being guided and in and intuiting that this was my path. And so that was really where that whole pivotal thing for me changed in trusting that, that I couldn't understand or fathom with my brain was something I needed to explore. And so, and then my, my life took a whole new pivotal um, turn again. So you've mentioned Reiki. What other modalities do you, do you use in your coaching yeah, so lots, lots of different things. Um, I use um, energy healing. So I, I work with the Akashic Records, um, so which is very much around the energetics and um, about how we can tap into the energy of who we are. If we think about um, everything being energy, everything has an energetic resonance. Our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, um, everything we do, think and say has an energetic resonance and now we've shown that we are can't destroy energy but we can transform it so that's why we can go from feelings of sadness to joy you know again that's just the energetic resonance of something we're feeling we can go from darkness to light you know we have these polarities so we can shift energy but we can't destroy it so if we can't destroy it where does that energetic resonance of what we've created through thought feeling action etc go and that's what they say is in the fifth dimensional aspect and that's the akashic records so where 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 did these akashic records emanate from how how old are they and and, and what do they talk what do they say yeah, so they are really ancient. So they're actually referred to in the Bible as the um, book of life, so that we each have a book of life. Now, I don't come from a religious background, but I, you know, there is this, there's been this knowing that there is something more and that energy is something more than we can see. Um, it's more something that we can intuit. And so we can, it's a bit like energy healing when we're doing hands on when I'm doing energy work or Reiki or anything like that. But when we're putting our hands on somebody and we're, we're intuiting where the energy is stuck, held, um, causing tension, causing, um, uh, stress to the body, um, that we can move and shift that energy so that it creates um, an energy, more of an energy flow. So it's the same that we can intuit and pick these things up with the body. We can tap into our Akashic records to pick up information about who we are at an energetic level because we are energy. And so who we are at soul level or who our higher self is or our energetic being, however we choose to describe that because we um, you know, if we believe that there is an energetic resonance to us, it's like we're tapping into that, who we are at that soul level, at that higher self. So um, the Akashic Records then is a kind of a, um, a book. I mean, are, are, can, any, can, can anybody go and see the Akashic Records? Can you, can, can you get a copy off of Amazon? Can you get a copy, a hard copy of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I kind of liken it a bit to like um, an energetic database. So all that information of everything. And if you think about every action, thought, feeling is an energetic resonant. You can imagine how vast our individual Akashic record is. It's immense. So if we believe that we are a soul being, this is my belief that we um, came into soul existence at some point in the past and we've incarnated and have had many 
um, you know, lives, then, you know, our Akashic record came into our existence, this energetic database of us, if you like, came into existence when our soul came into existence. And so that's what we can tap into, into who we are on this energetic um, resonance so that we know what our energetic gifts are. We can tap into, you know, more into our soul purpose. We can tap into our power um, because that's when we take action that's aligned to who we are on an energetic sense that we can start taking action that's more aligned to who we are. And that's when we step into flow and we can kind of feel um, this, you know, we, I think we, most of us ex have experienced that to some degree where we're doing something and we feel that we're in flow, that everything feels like it's easy. Like what we were talking about before that it's not about doing a day's work. We're doing what we do because we're in flow. It feels easy. Things are, you know, are being orchestrated around us because we are attracting it um, because we're stepping into this flow. And then what happens for many of us, we think, oh, wow, you know, the universe is rewarding us for being in this flow, for doing something right, in inverted commas. Um, and then for some of us, what happens is that we do something differently and we kind of feel like everything's been taken away from us. And that is never the case. You know, we are just, we are either aligned to who we are or we step slightly out of alignment and we just need to tweak and course correct a little bit to step back into alignment again. That's really important point. Um, knowing who we are and behaving in a way that's congruent with who we are. And so many people that um, I've seen over the years when I've, all the various different projects I've done, it's very easy to spot somebody who's out of alignment, isn't it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because we're busy doing things that we think we should be doing, what we think we, what society expects us to do. And we do this in lots of different roles as, as you know, an entrepreneur, as a business owner, these things that are expected of us as a mother, as a daughter, as a parent, you know, we are all, um, you know, doing these things and we, we are, I, we, we can step into flow and out of flow. And I really do believe that when we have access to understanding who we are, we can do this more of a dance around it. We'll step out of flow a little bit, but we know and recognize, oh, actually that choice or that, that decision I made was slightly out of alignment to who I am. How can I course correct that and tweak that to step back into alignment? Because are we ever fully in alignment 110% of the time? My, my answer to that is probably no, because we live in a slightly chaotic world where lots of things and influences are going on around us but many of us are are so disconnected from who we are that they don't really know where to, how to course correct or tweak so the akashic records and the intuitive coaching that i do especially around business allows us to step more into that so that we can create flow in all areas of our life our health our well-being our business and our finances and also in our relationships and those, you know, romantic relationships, but also relationships around who we, you know, we interact with every day. Talking about the um, the, the disconnect and, and the expectation of um, society, you know, we should do this and should do that and follow the herd, etc. Um, that led me to create um, something on my website, which is a free downloadable assessment people can do. Um, yeah. My website is uh, perfect-health.co.uk. And on the front page there, I talk about um, the perfect 10, which is uh, there's 10 different categories. And if 
any of them are out of alignment, um, it's the way that people can self-assess themselves. And if any of them are out of alignment, they're the areas to concentrate on to kind of get back into flow, as you were talking about. So it doesn't matter um, where where your flow is out, but you need to identify where it is. Um, yes. So, for example, I've got family, friends, you know, mixing with positive people rather than people who, you know, causing you stress day to day. Um, work and home, values, beliefs, attitudes, behaviour, um, mind and body. So they're the 10 areas. And if yeah, any yeah. one of those is out, it affects the rest of them, doesn't it? And it affects your flow, your pattern, your day to day. And you kind of get, get yourself lost in it all. Yeah. Yes. And we can get, we can get very lost and, you know, knowing how to tweak these things is so vital to coming back to center and back to self. And so with the Akashic records, what it does, it highlights the energetic resonance of, um, certain actions and things that we're playing out and repeating patterns of what we're playing out it really highlights those for us so we can really quickly see um you know when and that's the intuitive element you know the akashic records gives me the information about the repeating patterns and the energy behind it but then working with the client really helps us to identify how that's showing up in today like in reality right now for them and then how we can tweak that and shift the energy around it doing clearing and healing work obviously um but action is key we're often waiting sitting waiting going oh well when this changes in my life then i'll change this um you know when i'm when i have some more money then i'll spend money but we have to take the action that aligns to what we want to create in our lives we have to do that and that's not always easy no it isn't and, and of course we're all individual we're all we're all different and what 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 would suit one person won't suit another person so we have to be mindful of our own um, likes, dislikes, their own personality styles, our culture, environment, and there's a whole load of stuff that goes into it. And it's Absolutely. helpful having a coach such as yourself to, to help people through that situation yeah. that we can't often see for ourselves. No, no. And that's absolutely true. And I know that for myself, you know, I do this work, but working with someone else who can reflect something back to me is so much more powerful than doing, trying to do the work alone. And we get there so much quicker. And that's what the beauty of the Akashic Records are, is understanding who we are. It gives us that 10 step ahead um, uh, understanding so that we don't have to sit there and work it out um, or kind of dig deeper to find out what that is it gives us that information for us and it just makes so much sense to people and it's just such a, a moment of like oh wow that of course like how that's so obvious when I think about it and that's the beauty of seeing seeing those realizations for people fantastic let's have your second record which you have chosen sounds of eden by shades of rhythm why did you choose that one natasha so i think again that goes back to my university years um first year at university some you know this uh, real happy again music like dance loved I lo i've always loved movement and dancing and always felt you know great um when i'm i'm in that environment and dancing to to great music and so that this song really brings that for me and always makes me want to move and just kind of yeah whenever it comes on I just want to move it takes me back to that time here we go then the sounds of Eden so that was uh, sounds of Eden shades of rhythm now Natasha Harris who 
is uh, intuitive coach and healer. It's been lovely chatting with you this afternoon. So uh, coming towards the end of the program now, what um, um, I've, I've written down here, fifth dimension, you mentioned um, earlier on. What, what do you mean by fifth dimension? Yeah, so that's an interesting question. <laughs> How can I explain that very briefly? But yeah, the fifth dimension, you know, third dimension is very much about what we see in the physical world, you know, our actions, what we do, you know, the table in front of us, this is all the third dimension that we see. The fourth dimension is more about um, uh, our thoughts um, and what we're thinking. So we can't see our thoughts, but we know that they're going on because we're always constantly having thoughts all the time. So that's the fourth dimension. And the fifth dimension is the energy um, uh is the energetic dimension. So again, this is not something that we can see, though some people really do see the energies. I, I often see energies at play. Um, so the fifth dimension is really where all the energetic resonance of, of our actions, our thoughts, our feelings are all stored. So when we do something um, with joy, you know, if we're, as we're just talking about, you know, the movement of dance, you know, that has an energetic resonance and that is ripples out and is stored in the fifth dimension. Wonderful. That's the, that's the clearest explanation I've had of that. So thank you. Wonderful. Oh, good. <laughs> um, okay. So Natasha, how can people get hold of you? Yeah, so they can get hold of me in a number of different ways. My website is www.mindbodysoulenergy.co.uk. Um, for any of those business, uh, conscious business owners who want some group support, I have a private Facebook group, um, which is called Soul Inspired Leaders. So people who are really connected to their, um, uh, want to create change and have this ripple effect out and a bigger impact in the world. So they can come very welcome to come and join my group there as well. And do you have any top tips in closing now for people to take, you know, they, they've heard what you've had to say in the programme. What, what can they do to help themselves? What could be the next steps for them? So I think firstly is to really create change in a very small and manageable way if there's something more that people feel that they want to do they know they want to do if they're unhappy in their work roles or in the jobs that they're doing is to start changing something in small ways start to create and do things that feel good that feel aligned to who you are um, you know go a bit slower um, enjoy start to enjoy and connect with yourself connect out with nature um, and start coming back to you ask yourself the powerful question what do I choose to create for my life um, and start to take some back of that power of choice of what you want to do um, because that's what's so important you know it's not being selfish it's not being um uh, reckless to do what you want to do it is is so important that if we want to go out there and have a bigger impact in the world that we start looking after ourselves so that's what I really want to encourage people to do um, and if people are interested in knowing what their soul power is and tapping a little bit into the Akashic records um, I do have um, a free um, download where people can put in some details I will look into their Akashic records because this is not something that can be automated it is very much unique to every single one of us so I will have a look at their Akashic records and send them some information so you can start to really understand 
around who you are at soul level, your power, and how you can start taking action to align to who you are and start creating a business that you love. So I'll pop that link. Um, I'll give you that link for that, um, that um, download as well, Elaine. So that's, um, uh, people can obtain that can they themselves by going onto your website? Um, yes, um, they can either go into the website or into my my private Facebook group um, and um, and have a look there. There's a little uh, download button. Fantastic. And just remind us again, finally, what your uh, website address is. Yes, so it's www.mindbodysoulenergy.co.uk. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Natasha Harris, intuitive coach and healer thank you for your time today and um to um following your work so, yes thank so you elaine it's been great to talk to you always always love to talk about the akashic records and how we can go out there and do what we love marvelous and um listeners if you'd like to um hear this again we're repeating on saturday 11 till 12 so um if you didn't catch all of it today or would like to to repeat again um, you can hear Saturday on Elastic FM, 11 to 12. And uh, you can also catch up again on my website. So www.perfect-health.co.uk. Go to the radio page and you can then see some of the interviews uh, or hear some of them, depending if it's been a YouTube or a, or a um, audio recording. So uh, whatever you're doing, have a fantastic week. and. Um, I will be on air again next Tuesday, four o'clock. Take care. Have a great week.